Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Here with ROH's young star, Amy Rose. Amy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. You're, you're involved with a lot of different aspects of, of the Ring of Honor presentation from managing. I know you've done some wrestling. There, there's, there's a lot going on there. How, how do you find that balance working for you? Oh, it's been great. I really enjoy my time at Ring of Honor. And, you know, I've, I've really done so many different jobs as I've been there. And I think there's a lot more stuff uh, I haven't tried yet that I'm actually going to be trying pretty soon. So pretty excited about that. Any insight on any of that? Um, so I can't release anything just <laughs> yet, but stay tuned. <laughs> so maybe explain to people how you, you got involved with Ring of Honor. I mean, I know that you went to Team 3D Academy and a lot of that. But as you said, you've worn a lot of different hats in Ring of Honor. Definitely. Um, I got my start with Ring of Honor watching uh, Bubba when he was there doing his thing. And uh, they came to a show down in Florida. I came out, I helped out. And it's funny because the same week that I took my first bump was the same week of that Ring of Honor show. So from there, it just kind of caught a bug with me. I really liked their style. I liked everyone on the roster. And I figured, okay, how can I get in here? What do I need to do to make the steps? And it just, you know, you got to start from the bottom. And I started showing up to as many shows as I could. Anytime they came to Florida, I'd be there, set up the ring, help out. And they started having me uh, be the timekeeper. And it wasn't until in about 2017, I really made the jump. And we had a big pay-per-view. It was for Final Battle in New York. And I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to go out there and help out. And it really paid off. It caught a lot of people's attention. Was that how you learned to put together a ring? Or had you learned that while at Team 3D? So, um, you know, you learned that going through the indies. Before I went to Team 3D, I definitely worked a couple indie shows. So you learn the basics. But Ring of Honor really taught me how to do it properly. Um, and you know, it's not easy. It's a lot of work and it definitely, 
it you gotta pay your dues you gotta show respect to everyone else on the show so i'm glad i didn't i always like notice it depends on where you are and obviously the level of where you are and ring of honor has really good rings obviously you might like if you're on the indies you might go there and you're you're slapping a piece of plywood on the ring and you're like oh that should not that shouldn't even be used here like some places use cables some use ropes and then you get to ring of honor and i'm sure all their, their stuff is top notch yeah, it was very professional. It was definitely very different from the independence. <laughs> so I've noticed, uh, obviously, the recent interaction with, with Max, the Impaler. You, we've mentioned you wearing a lot of different hats, getting involved with more people. Are there, are there any, anybody that you kind of pitch to be involved with, that you're, that you're interested to be involved with, that you, you look at as an act and you go, man, I would really like to work with them? You know, I think Max the Impaler is exactly that person. Um, Max just stood out to me from day one. The first time I ever saw them, I was blown away. The presentation was insane and they're so strong. And I just knew, I knew, I, I had my eyes set on gold. I said, all right, who can win this tournament? Who can be your next Ring of Honor Women's Champion? And Max, Max might be the ticket. Max has such a unique presentation and look, everything is just so different. It's it's one of those things that you haven't really seen in wrestling before, and, and especially from someone like like Max the Impaler. So I mean, I think that that's just a natural too, because we haven't seen it, we, especially in Ring of Honor too. So we had mentioned the the women's division, and it, it's sort of getting revamped. I know that last year, unfortunately, the pandemic slowed down those plans because I know there were big plans to revamp it last year. Uh, do you remember about any any of the thought going into that? Like what kind of excitement that you had, knowing that you've been around Ring of Honor for a while and you've seen it go from one reboot to another for, for the women's division. They're, this is sort of like almost like the third effort and it seems like practice makes perfect in that regard. For sure. You know, like you said, I've watched a lot of ups and downs in the women's division. And when we got that revamp and we were talking about the quest for gold, it was so exciting. There was just this buzz and we were like ready. And it really felt for like, you know, the first time in a long time that the women's division was getting the highlight that it deserved. So for us, it was huge. And, you know, unfortunately with everything with the pandemic, it definitely put a halt, but I really like the way things are going now. And I cannot wait for the tournament. What are you looking for out of the tournament? Is there anybody that, that you've seen that you're like, man, I can't wait to see them. I, I'm excited to see what they can do here. I think, you know, there's still a lot of people that haven't been announced. There's a lot of people that haven't even come in yet. So I'm excited to see some of the surprises. I don't know everyone who's going to be in the tournament. So for me, I think it's going to be exciting. And hopefully, you know, we might see some familiar faces, people that have worked other places. That to me is going to be really exciting. I've heard of some of the names that were contacted for it. And if it goes through, if it happens, it'll surprise a lot of people too. So there's definitely going to be, I think, some surprises coming along the way as well. And there's a robust like array of women out on the independent circuit right now. Like You could make a complete roster just out of who's out there on the independent circuit. And we're seeing people like Trisha Dora come in. We're seeing that Allison Kay is getting brought back. Uh, again, you have seen the various versions of the women's division over the past few years. 
what does it say to you that, that ROH is like, oh, we're going to get an established person like Allison Kay. We're going to get a person who is polished in the ring like Trisha Dora, but maybe everybody doesn't know her. Definitely. I think it shows uh, that they have a lot of faith in the division. I think it shows that, you know, they're ready to really take to the next level. Um, like you said before, you know, the ups and downs, there's been times where you almost feel like, all right, like maybe this isn't the company for women's wrestling. Uh, but seeing this revamp and seeing all this fresh faces come in, it's really exciting. And I feel like it's bringing life back into the tournament and into the art division. And again, this is something they wanted to do 15 months ago. And I, I had spoken to Ashley Vox. She was supposed to come in. There were a yeah. lot, they, they had a lot of really great plans. And unfortunately, you cannot predict what happened with the world. When, when you saw that happen, I mean, obviously the pandemic's the first thing on everybody's mind. But like, what went through your mind there? Because I know that, that you saw all the people they were contacting and bringing in, and it was very promising. But to have that delayed... Was, was that for you like one of those like, ah, oh, that sucks that it happened? Or, like what goes through your mind when you see that? Because it did delay things for quite a while. It definitely put a delay. I think just in general, it really put a halt to Ring of Honor. And uh, it was tough. Like I remember we were in Vegas. We were going in for our anniversary pay-per-view. We were super excited. We had past versus present. And we land and they tell us, hey, everything is canceled. Yeah we cannot do the shows and it just came to a screeching halt and it put a pause specifically for me and for a lot of the females we weren't involved in several of the first couple tapings so it was uh it was definitely tough and a you know hard pill to swallow but here we are we're back and better than ever so i'm super super pumped were you still at those tapings even though you all weren't on screen yes uh so uh, for the first couple, they only brought in very small group for the pure tournament. But then going forward, then they started bringing in some select people. And uh, I was fortunate enough, obviously, working with LFI, yes. uh, was able to be part of the shows. And I've heard nothing but positives about how Ring of Honor treated their talent during the pandemic. Everybody got paid. The people who were going to be there per appearance got paid for those appearances that they didn't do. Uh, I I mean, the protocols that I heard, I was obviously asking everybody from companies like, hey, what's the protocol? And that was at a time where a lot of companies weren't even testing. They weren't doing anything. But Ring of Honor had their bubble and they were taking care of you guys. How, do, how did that like resonate with you knowing that this company, which is owned by a really, really big company, probably could have gotten away with not doing that, but did anyway? 100%, you know, that's a big part of why I chose to re-sign with Ring of Honor because I felt so important, I felt so loved by this company, I felt like I actually mattered, um, and in a lot of other places, obviously, you know, they had to cut costs and let people go, and it's unfortunate, but I'm so thankful, so grateful for the way Ring of Honor took care of us. You had mentioned uh, re-signing. We got that news in, in January, and I had remembered, I think it was maybe three or four months before the pandemic, it was announced that you had signed there. So, I mean, there, that was a lot, that was a long period where a lot was uncertain there, and I had spoken to Sledge, who got signed, and so many people didn't even know it because he got signed at the beginning of the pandemic and couldn't mm -hmm. really work through most of it. So the fact that they're confident in your work and what they saw, I mean, how, how did that feel? How were the contract talks 
uh, each time around in 2019 and leading into you resigning? Definitely. You know, uh, the first time was amazing. I was so excited. You know, there was other people trying to get their claim on me and I really wanted to be with Ring of Honor. And they they made the jump for me. They said, we cannot lose you. And it felt really good. It felt great. Um, and then when we re-signed, that was the most uncertain time for everyone. We were all so nervous, like, what's going to happen? This pandemic really put a pause on things. Um, and they said, don't worry about it. Like, they took care of us. And I felt confident. I felt comfortable, you know, signing again with this company. And it really paid off. I got to do so much stuff since then. And uh, we, you had mentioned LFI as well. Tell me how that is brought to you, how you hear, because I mean, this is a major group within Ring of Honor when you're told, you know what, you're going to be working with LFI. Uh, it was really exciting. You know, I was working with Kenny King for quite some time and we were doing our own thing. And this idea just sprung up between us and we thought about it. We were like, this would really work. And, you know, and I was able to, help translate between Kenny and Roosh and Dragon Lee. And we came to an agreement. And when they told me, you know, all right, this is our big pay-per-view. We're going to have you guys come out and debut. It was awesome. It was so exciting. And I couldn't have asked for a better group at the time. You know, I was like, whoa, like this is, these are the people I'm going to be representing. This is amazing. And your ability to translate, which you mentioned, have you found that that's made you more versatile within the company? I mean, I can tell you that, that running a wrestling website, having people that are bilingual, that is so invaluable. Like it, because Spanish language speakers would love to, per, they prefer to talk to people that are Spanish language speakers in interviews. They, nothing gets lost in translation in that, in that regard. Has, has that helped you out in, in one of the many hats you wear in Ring of Honor? 100%. You know, it's helped me so much to reach our other fan base and to make connections and even just to help people, you know, talk backstage and help them put things together. Uh, you know, I, I really like being backstage uh, when we're doing creative things like interviews um, because I'm able to translate for whoever's directing and say, hey, this is the message we're trying to convey. If you could help us out and I can kind of paint a picture for them. And even when we do like our post editing, I'm really good at translating stuff for people. So it's definitely proved to be a really big uh, asset and I really enjoyed getting to use that you know especially someone really proud of my Cuban culture it meant a lot to me uh, also I had spoken to an awful lot of Ring of Honor wrestlers about a meeting I don't know if you were there for it but it was a meeting where Ring of Honor brought in like all their talent and I think it was at, at the headquarters and they were like hey what can we do better and so many of these wrestlers are like, they implemented like 75% of it, like from catering to different color, like canvases, like all kinds of things that talent wanted them to do. What, what can you tell me about that? Uh, it was awesome. You know, it was a really good experience and it showed us that they cared about our opinions. You know, I think a big part of why I like working for Ring of Honor so much is our creative freedom and the ability to uh, voice our opinions and say like, hey, maybe this isn't really the right way. We could try this. And they're open to suggestions. It's not like, hey, you got to do this. You got to follow the rules. A lot of other companies can get, you know, pretty strict and it can be kind of tense. Um, it feels comfortable. It feels like you're with your family and it feels nice to be able to 
put your ideas and make them come true. And they're so open to everything we have to say. And like when I would talk to some of the wrestlers that were there, there were little things that they were particular about that I would have never thought of. Like there were some people who liked or didn't like the white ring canvas they briefly used, or they were like, okay, well, everything is black, like from the ring ropes. Let's switch that up a little bit there. I, it feels like wrestlers are creators. Like most people don't get into pro wrestling unless they are creative people because you're creating a match every single time that you're out there. Was, was there anything necessarily that you had kind of pitched in or that you were angling for there? Um, so I think for me, the biggest thing, especially when, uh, when Roosh and Dragon Lee were unfortunately in Mexico and could not come over, uh, I said, all right, well, how can we keep their name alive? How can we keep things going? And I pitched a ton of ideas as far as like promos and it worked out. They really liked the idea. They got to film some really cool stuff. Um, and we even did the intro for the big final battle pay-per-view. So it was like really awesome. Speaking of pay-per-views, July 11th, best in the world. Fans are back. Oh, it's it's been such a long time coming and there's a lot of stuff going on that's leading into that. Tell me how excited you are just to be back in front of people. It's amazing. Like uh, it's been so long since I've been in front of an audience. Um, to the point where, like, I'm not even sure how it's going to feel to hear that first crowd interaction and everyone cheering. Um, it's going to be amazing. And I know that everyone on the roster is so pumped for this. We've been wanting a crowd for such a long time. And we're finally here. We're finally ready. Best in the World is going to be huge. And tickets are still available. And I want to see that place at. So please come to the show i'm so excited because like when we review shows so much of the subject matter that we would speak about for the first four years of this website was who is over who got a crowd reaction i don't know who's over right now because we haven't heard crowds in like any company consistently for a year so like there's there's going to be people that pop up at best in the world that maybe the ring of honor audience has seen for for example a sledge who wasn't around before when the crowds were like, he might get an insane reaction. There might be somebody that, that used to be beloved that is now like completely booed there. There's so much that goes into having these fans back. Was there anything that you found that was easier or more difficult to do without fans? Um, I think without fans, uh, there is a level of comfort. You know, you're not as nervous about messing something up. Uh, you have the ability to, you know, take your time a little more. Uh, you don't have that high pressure and you're not going to have people, you know, chanting like you messed up, you messed up. So uh, it feels really good to to not have that part of it. But I will say on the flip side, you kind of need that pressure. You need those people watching your every moment because that's what's going to keep you sharp. That's what's going to make sure you do not mess up. So I think I can't wait. Cannot wait. <laughs> so in, in doing my, my poking around, I found out you're a gamer. What kind of games you playing? Uh, so right now, I actually just finished starting uh, Final Fantasy VII's remake. Okay. They did the PS5 update, yep. so the graphics look super, super clean. And they added one of my favorite characters, Yuffie, so I am in heaven. <laughs> um, and I also play a lot of Pokemon and a lot of Call of Duty. So obviously, like I put out there, hey guys, I'm interviewing Amy Rose. Any questions? 
I get the Sonic the Hedgehog references all the time. <laughs> is was there any influence in that on that name, or was like was it your given name? Like, so uh, it is my given name, but wow. I will, <laughs> but I will say, playing the video game when I was a kid made me really drawn to that character in specific. Sure. Uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. And I really liked her. I thought she was super cute. She likes pink. I love pink. Um, and she was also kind of a badass. She had a hammer. Yeah. So, so yeah, I get that reference all the time. People always ask me about it. Um, I think it's really funny. But yeah. I actually love her. I love Amy Rose. Oh, what what a fortunate coincidence that is. That's That's a good one. Did you ever play wrestling video games growing up? I played wrestling video games religiously. I was always there. Um, I was a huge wrestling geek. Uh, I had like notebooks full of matches. Oh. I would just like watch Raw and SmackDown every single week, ECW, whatever was on Superstars. And I would just write down every single match that happened on the card and I'd replay every single match on my TV. I'd go through my universe mode and just like do it all. <laughs> So, so uh, definitely. So are we talking WWE ECW or OG ECW? Because, I mean, I think, I feel like the newer one is probably more in line with, with your age group. Definitely. The, the WWE ECW oh, was the man. one I was more familiar with. Because <laughs> when you're saying universe mode, I was like, well, she, I don't think she's talking about uh, Balls Mahoney. Well, maybe Balls Mahoney was in the second well, one, too. Well, he was around. Yeah, he, he was. was. Around, yeah. He was, rest <laughs> his soul. So so yeah. you you were a SmackDown versus Raw girl. Big time, big time. Cause, I mean, My that, favorite. And that was the era of wrestling games at the time. Had you ever branched out in, in, like, or did you even know about, like, the Fire Pro Wrestlings or anything like that? So I didn't play them extensively, but every now and then on shows in the independence, people would actually bring their systems and we'd play backstage. So it was really fun and I enjoyed it, but nothing beat SmackDown versus Raw for me. Like those were my games. Yeah. And, and there were, there were like a few in that series that were just like SmackDown versus Raw 06 and then like WWE 13. Like there were a couple times where they just knocked it out of the park, like where you could take somebody and throw them over the top rope through a table. Like there, there was some of that that you don't even see in today's games. That's true. No, it was awesome. And I just liked how you could customize pretty much anything and everything. Uh, anyone who didn't make the game, I was able to create them and add them into the game. And there's so many creative people out there that came up with their own creator wrestlers. So it was always exciting for me. So we have seen like, Retromania, Virtual Basement. They've got a video game coming out. Is that something you aspire? Like, do you aspire to be in a video game? I would love that. That would be such a huge goal for me. I would feel incredible. Uh, I love video games so much, and I love wrestling so much. So to be in a wrestling video game for me would be like a career highlight for sure. And uh, like, I know there are a few ROH stars. LSG is is in the Virtual Basement game and, and stuff like that. And to, to speak to your point about how creative people are, they they aren't doing the face scans. They're doing all this by hand. And a lot of the times the things that we saw on video games were more accurate than the scans even were. Like we saw little things like that picked up. So that's, that's pretty cool. But uh, obviously there, you got the women's division coming back with a vengeance. You got fans hopefully coming back with a vengeance. Hopefully they're, they're good and hyped up. What are you most excited about for your 2021? 
for 2021. I'm super excited, actually, just to tell my story. Uh, I was able to sit down with Ring of Honor recently and just give my side of the story, tell, tell my side of things, of everything that happened with LFI and where I'm at today. And that actually will come out tomorrow. So nice. <laughs> uh, that will be out there. So keep an eye at Ring of Honor social media and YouTube. Uh, you will see my in-depth interview. And I'm super stoked for everyone to see my side of things. So guys, by the time you're seeing this, it's out there. We'll link it in the description below and you'll be able to check it out. But Amy Rose, I want to thank you so much. I feel like I could talk to you all day. We'll have to do this again. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Until next time, guys, we're out. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.